Draw to the left of the Sabres goal. Puck is down. Sabres with a chance to hammer it around the boards. They do at the line. Good pressure gets it out. Empty net chance for Alex Tuck down the right side. Alex Tuck shoots a score! Tuck like a truck down the right side. Buries it in the empty net. And the Buffalo Sabres with 35.9 seconds to go in the third period take a 3-1 lead. This is what the loudest I've heard this place ever. <laughs> really, after, after uh, it only took seven years of me leaving for them to uh, get into the game. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there was mixed, uh, you know, it was a nice tribute. And, uh, you know, um, there was plenty of people here that were supporting me and there was plenty of people here that were booing me. So. Uh, they must just be booing because they wish I was still here. I don't know. Um, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I'm not the first kid to deal with it, so just move on. And uh, yeah, it's a tough game. You know, give them credit. They play hard. And I will say, Joe, that the Sabers might be back on their feet right now after thurs Thursdays, right? Thursday yes. the tenth. And the victory over the returning Jack Eichel and the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, this, of course, the post-Jack Eichel show and the post-Heritage Classic show. I am Luke Buckley. Joe Marino, of course, with me as well, the hockey savant. And uh, we have some uh, stuff to get into. Uh, I'll give our thoughts for what it's worth. It's been a few days now, so Jack Eichel's name has been rightfully so dragged through the mud. Uh, but uh, we're going to pile onto it. We're going to oh, throw some sure. extra manure on top uh, because, quite frankly, uh, I think we found out, well, we we confirmed our suspicions. Of who Jack Eichel actually about is. About Jack Eichel the man, <laughs> right? Uh, I think of the old, um, I think, Romeo Cornell clip from the Cardinals of the Bears are who we thought they were. And I think that Jack Eichel is who we thought he was. You heard the the post game clip off the top of the show here. If you haven't heard it already, um, yikes! Someone's I, a little bitter. I will go so far <laughs> as to say that was the most insane moment of this entire NHL season. That in any like in any is that players, more insane than the whole debacle with the this surgery or that surgery type of deal? I think those are those are separate deals. I think a a player just going on a tirade in the NHL in a post game media scrum that never happens. Mm-hmm. And and this was like a even if it does, it, it's about the refs or it, right. it's normally about the refs. It's never about the fans or just blatant salt on display. Uh, Jack Eichel <laughs> gave one of the most unhinged, gotten to rants. They were backhanded comments. Yeah, I don't but... think that I don't think that he was necessarily trying to like come off that way, but that's how he came off. Um, because like when I went to the game, if he and didn't I had mean my... to come off that way, then he is dumb. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So I was at the game. So when I was driving home, I get the Charging Buffalo Twitter notifications on my watch. Mm-hmm. So I had seen what we tweeted out with the comment, like, because I was at a red light. And I'm like, oh, 
my God, mm-hmm. he actually just said this. So, and then, of course, when you, like, look at the clip and watch it, listen to it, he sounded more like he was, like, kind of joking. I don't know, but obviously didn't no, come off I as that way. No, I think he was being a snarky little asshole. Yeah. I, and I think that's what he is. Listen, I, I'm starting to think that the whole locker room cancer thing might be true might be true maybe ryan (laughs) o'reilly didn't want to play with this guy you know did you listen to the most recent after the whistle podcast no and i want to say this um before we get into it i haven't listened to it so anything i say that might match up with what those guys say i'm not copying or anything i i just i haven't i haven't had time i was i was hoping to find some quotes on twitter or Mm -hmm. something but, yeah, um, they I'm had gonna... they had Brian Gianta on, who Gianta, of I course, saw was Eichel's first captain, mm-hmm. and he refused to even say anything. But like you could tell, like they didn't necessarily get See, along. Listen, sometimes the fans do know more than they know more about what's going on on the inside, right? I mean, mm-hmm. perception is reality in in a lot of cases, and. Um, this one was kind of easy see through. I think Jack often had that that cocky aura about him, and and we we definitely saw that. But just to 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 in the days leading up to it, okay, in the the interview the day before, or day yeah, up before, there were the no game, hard feelings, no hard feelings, no bitterness at all, no bitterness at all. You know, and he's like, oh, of course, I wish things would have gone different here. Uh, I mean, it. And Which then, I don't doubt it. Of course, like you, of course, you signed the eight-year, ten million dollar yeah. extension, you don't expect to re- end up requesting a trade two, three years right into it, right? Um, and uh, and 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 like it, it, just to completely unravel that in your post game and yeah. lose complete control, lose self-control of your emotions. I mean, I don't know how this guy passed the NHL media training that that teams did. Well, knowing the Sabres, they probably didn't do it. Uh, I mean, you saw, like, the media stuff. When was it? Probably when Tim Murray was fired. I think he was wearing his BU hat and had, like, the smug look on his face. I'll never forget it. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. when, like, the criticism really started. Um, but, like, yeah, I don't, I don't doubt that Eichel – liked Buffalo, like, in his time here. I'm sure he enjoyed his time in the city. Um, he took some pride in being a Sabre, I'm sure. And, of course, his work with the children's hospitals and everything like that that they showed in the the tribute video. Well, but I- you can only take so much. And I didn't go to the game. I'm taboo. Like, I went to the game, watched the game, mm-hmm. enjoy it, see Jack Eichel again. Mm-hmm. But... I'm not a booing kind of guy. I I get it. If you want to boo the guy, that's fine. And going into it, I think we've said it before, probably after the trade. We're always going to support Jack Eichel. After hearing those comments, uh, not anymore. I I just can't. No way. This this guy's public enemy number one for Buffalo Sabres fans right now. I don't know how anyone could support him after you go on a tirade after the game and trash the fans. He has quickly risen in the ranks of 
Buffalo sports villains. Yeah. With just a 30-second comment. <clears throat> For sure. I, I, I just think, like, I'm, I'm just so shocked at how, what's the right word? I keep saying gotten to, but, like, the booing definitely got under his skin. It got and under I don't his think, skin. I don't think he yeah. was expecting it to be as extreme as it was. And to- Every time he touched the puck, he was the last one off the ice in warm-ups, got booed off the ice in warm-ups. And there was, like, a, a heat-seeking vengeance from Sabres fans. Mm-hmm. I mean... Some of he, the signs that were up in warm-ups as well. The signs, and he gets thrown on his ass uh, in the corner. It might have been Bryson Martin. I don't know who did it. Uh, but, right in the beginning, Yoki Haru gave him a little mm-hmm. cross-check. Right, a little tap behind the net, I think it was. I don't know if that came across on the on yes It did a little bit. Not, but, but uh, yeah, like the Sabres fans from the outset, they were there to see one thing, and that was to see Eichel fail. <laughs> I mean, more <laughs> so than the Sabres win, I think. That's exactly what happened. He, that's what he did, yeah. He was not very effective in that game, from no. what I can tell. And I don't think he has been particularly very effective for Vegas. I mean, they he scored yesterday. He scored yesterday, yeah, but um, we haven't seen the Jack Eichel highlight reel goal or the, the Jack Eichel slap shot goal. Uh, and in, in his own words, he's trying to figure one thing out per game. But apparently he looked really off last night, and they lost again. Uh, but I saw someone tweet about his body language just mm-hmm. looked horrible. Um, so I <laughs> and then think he scored right after. Yeah, well, the league as a whole, I think, is starting to turn on this guy. And oh yeah, he, he he's becoming one of those Evander Kane type figures where he's perceived to be a detriment to whatever team he's on, no matter how much talent he has. I, I was watching a little bit of the game yesterday. I was in and out. Mm-hmm. So I said yesterday, I am willing to bet that this guy gets traded within like three years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and Especially like if Vegas starts to trend down. Because one, they have no loyalty toward, to their players. Mm-hmm. You go look at their track record ever since they became a team. They will turn over their roster. They don't care. Obviously, Jack is one of their best players, but I would not be surprised. Like if they if they miss the playoffs this year and have another disappointing year next year, all of a sudden he's two or three years away from UFA, and maybe they want to go in a direction, accumulate some young pieces. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But well, here maybe maybe I'm I'm reading too far into this but i like to i like to analyze people when how they talk and uh i'm not saying i'm like a forensic expert (laughs) but i i like picking up on cues right verbal cues um facial cues whatever physical cues uh and the way he said other kids have gone through it made me think like there's some kind of accountability or maturity that's missing here uh, he's 25 years old. Um, he's been in the league for seven years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, maybe part of this is because he's been coddled all 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 of his career, um, for the most part, by fan by fans, especially when he was in Buffalo's. It, it was never Jack's fault when he was in Buffalo. Uh, and he's from unless you were a suburban hockey dad. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, maybe they're right. I'm telling you, as weeks go by, 
the more it proves true that suburban hockey dads are the smartest people in hockey. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I think, let me try not to lose any train of thought here. Um, I, I think that uh, growing up in Massachusetts also, you know, rich kid mentality, but um, to refer to yourself as a kid, it's there's there's a lack of awareness there of how long you you you've been around and what's going on around you i feel like um it almost implies and again it was an offhand comment you know um like i I, i'm 20 i'm 22 and i don't feel comfortable referring to myself as a kid oh yeah i feel like i don't i don't seem like i'm mature but i feel like I, i i i hold myself to a certain degree of I shouldn't do that. Right. You know, I shouldn't refer to myself as a kid because other people might think I'm immature. Um, But him saying that just kind of shows that maybe he thinks in his head, like, you know, why aren't people being softer on me? Also, who else is he referring to? <laughs> I That's another good point is that no, not – not many many other guys 25 24 25 year old well, faces of the franchise okay. request a trade and end up gone the last the time this contract. happened in the NHL was John Tavares and he was right. like 28 years old right when that when he got booed out of the <laughs> building uh and his team also got molly whopped that night um and John Tavares was by no means a kid and is one of the most mature players i think you you'd find in the in the league um, but I think I had a real problem with him referring to himself as a kid and like his facial expression as he said it as if it's like, uh, you know, whatever, almost reinforcing the fact that I'm just a kid. No, you're not. You're not a kid. You're, you're, you're from being 26. You're a veteran in the NHL. Like, could you imagine Nathan McKinnon? <laughs> imagine if Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. At, 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 he's only what? 20, 20. He's probably like 27. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine him coming out and saying, uh, oh, I'm just a kid. Well, uh, Gabriel Landis Cog, what's, what, he's, he's probably 27, right? Mm, or, uh, um, in 2011, you gotta be like 28, 29. Think, no. think of like any, Kyle Connor, he was in right. the Eichel draft, mm-hmm. right? Think of Kyle Connor. Think if he went on a slump and the Winnipeg fans got on his back, okay, and he called himself a kid. That would be ridiculous to think of a man, you have a, be- you have a beard, right? You're scoring 40 goals a year. To call yourself a kid still would just be ridiculous. That was honestly my uh, one of my biggest takeaways from this that I wanted to analyze. I just can't believe this happened. <laughs> There's just so much to get into about his comments. Yeah. And, like the cockiness of, I guess they wish I was still here. Like, yeah, I, also the, the loudest I've ever seen it comment to that's just a lie you gotta be kidding me that's a flat-out lie we, we I, like... it was loud but i i tweeted this uh oh my god what the hell first of all the 10 game win streak mm-hmm. i didn't go to any of the games during the 10 game win streak but you could see you could hear the the, ener- the, the energy the energy the energy shined through the TV mm-hmm. during those games, like the the Sharks game where Skinner scored the overtime winner. Mm-hmm. Scary, these guys are good. Scary good. Yeah. And then 
cursed the rest of the year. But the ener- I wish I was there for that energy. Same season, I was there for this game, the Kings game. Another comeback. I believe Skinner scored in overtime as well. Mm-hmm. Energy shining through. It was great. Uh, 18,000 people in the then first Niagara Center for a prospects game just to see Jack Eichel, essentially. Home openers, packed, loud. Scrimmages, packed to see Jack Eichel before he came here. Yeah, I mean, when the team was playing good, especially during those hot streaks and the good starts, they're going to be loud. But when you give them no reason to be loud, they're not going to be loud. And for the past seven years that Jack's been here, there's only been, I don't know, two months worth of hockey where there's been reason to be loud. And also, I want to point this out, Deion Dawkins was at this game, mm-hmm. and they showed him on the Jumbotron. And got a hero's reception. Absolutely. <laughs> you thought the boos were loud? Deion Dawkins' reception here, <laughs> double at least double. Everyone, yeah. literally everyone. The people that weren't booing... We're clapping. I was I was on my feet for Deion. Didn't, didn't he have a, t- a, a a receiving touchdown this year too? Didn't he make a reception this year? I, I think feel, he did. I think he did. I think he did. But <laughs> and it also goes back to Kim Pagula's comments about uh, not a lot of overlap between Sabers and Bills fans. But there you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what he was referencing. Uh, the loudness of the applause for Deion Dawkins. That's probably the loudest it's ever been. See, I think part of it, too, could just be he was very – I think he was very embarrassed in the moment and couldn't – I would be, too. He couldn't admit it, so he went into a shell like a turtle and just did whatever he could to try and um, cover it up in a way. Mm-hmm. He he went into that shell, and uh, just that was his way of trying to deflect blame and put it in the back of his mind. Maybe he really is emotionally fragile. Could be. And and that was his way of uh, putting blame on other people. I do that a lot. I do that a lot when I make a mistake and am struggling to come to grips with it. I I I analyze how other people might have uh, influenced my mistake. Uh, you don't have to share if you don't want to, but I think now would be a good time to let some people know some of the Jack Eichel tea that you have. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, there's there's one very important one that I told the TCB boys that I'm not gonna say, um, because it involves other people outside. Um. But. See, this is like such. I will say this one, because and like you know, whoever's listening to this, don't take it and run with it, because who knows if it's. This is just me on the surface level hearing stuff. I'm like a secondhand source here, okay, and it's. It, I'm building up that it's not really that big of a, of a reveal, but um, when I worked at Dave and Adams, okay, uh, maybe some people know this, maybe you don't. But David Adams had an exclusive, like, signing deal. 
I don't want David Nam's legal team to reach out to me and be like, you know, I should have said the place where I pr- previously worked had an exclusive <laughs> signing deal with uh, David Adams. Forget what I said before. And, well, shit, I said David Adams again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> with Jack Who Eichel. Cares? Who cares? Yeah. Uh, but really, it might not even be that big a deal. It's just, um, from what I heard, once his final signing came up and they wanted to right bring him back renew the contract do another signing right again i i i I was a retail employee i was a (laughs) stalker a damn good one at that like three-time employee of the month um loved my job uh but from what i heard is that he just said and i'm i'm paraphrasing here i'm not using his words but this is essentially what was said is that he just didn't want to do them anymore. He didn't like doing the autograph sessions. Now, there's athletes who have been like that before. Like, I just got done reading a book about the uh, the 90s Knicks, and Patrick Ewing was very shy, so he didn't like signing autographs in, like, airports and stuff. But um, this is just my input. From what we know now, I don't think Jack is a people person. Um, I wonder if he thought, I don't want to deal with these people telling me, you know, go get them this season, Tiger. I don't know. I just, I wanted to share that. Read into it what you will. Um, Maybe I have my own thoughts on it that I'm just forgetting. But I guess when I heard that at the time, and I worked there, it's getting almost... Oh, three years ago? Three years ago, yeah. Uh, three years ago this uh, this November. Uh, from what I read into it at that time was that um, he doesn't like... Maybe, maybe the fans or maybe just people. And he might be a bit of an abrasive person and maybe an insincere person. Fair observation. Maybe these are libelous claims that he can sue me if he listens to this. Nah, he doesn't need your money. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Jeez, I wish that you could say the other one. I just got my tax return. He could really come at me. (laughs) Um, No, the other one I... The other one's juicy. It is juicy, but we'll keep that. We'll save that for another day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But no, I mean, mean, we've we've all heard some... No, oh, yeah. All, all the, all you know. I don't, I don't. I'm not going to bring attention to the whole group. <laughs> the crazy one. Uh, yeah. But um, <laughs> I'm sure every everyone. I think it. everybody somewhere has some kind of Jack Eichel. Jack story. Eichel story. Like, okay, who the hell am I? I'm just, I'm, I'm a dude doing a podcast. I'm not important. Okay, this is just what I hear. Okay, so, um, but I don't know. I know some people are like, oh, wow, what, he didn't want to do a podcast or he didn't want to do a, a signing anymore, but I don't know. It was it was three years or something into his career. Um, It's strange that, you know, he'd have a contract and just – I don't know how much he's being paid per signing, but to just say, yeah, I don't want to sign for these people anymore. Um, I don't know. Just a little – Food for thought. Food for thought. Uh, the but, Golden Knights suck. 
They do suck. They <laughs> they, they don't, don't really look have good. a good roster. Yeah, and they're Leonard's injured. I don't know how long he's going to be out for. I think Riley Smith is out. Stone is out long term. It's not looking good. And uh, I just saw. Yeah, a tweet. I should have the. Let me get the standings up for you. I just there. saw a tweet. Uh, Dom Dom from the Athletic. I'm not going to try and pronounce his last name, but he just said Vegas's playoff chances are down to 56. percent Now, longtime listeners, you remember the Panther report from the be <laughs> from the beginning of this season. We kind of gave up on that. Uh, Mostly because the Panthers are world beaters, and the yeah. pick is probably going to be in the 20s, late oh, 20s really to early 30s. Mm-hmm. But the Golden Knights, currently, you have the standings pulled up. I'm bringing it up. Sorry, I got sidetracked. They are in the last wild card spot in the Western Conference. 68 points. Um, with teams chasing them down. Yeah. With games in wow. hand. Even the Jets have closed the gap. Uh, Here is the current standings uh, report, if you will. Um, I I hate how the NHL does this because, like, Nashville is four points ahead of them for the first wild card, yet Vegas is tied with Edmonton for um, third in the Pacific. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know, just something about this. stupid. So Vegas has 68. Dallas has 67. Uh, Vancouver, 65. They're three back. And from what I hear, I think Vancouver's got a pretty reasonable schedule coming up as well. Vegas I don't have, is, I believe Vegas's <laughs> schedule is hard. Uh, and since Boudreaux arrived, he kind of saved them. Oh, yeah, they were uh, very much dead in the water. Now they're mm-hmm. back. Winnipeg, surprisingly, is only four points back. Anaheim is still only four points back. And then it drops off from there. And an interesting stat I had been telling friends last week is no matter where you look, whether it's the division or playoff spots or the wild card playoff spots if vegas was in the east they'd be six points back of the final wild card so i don't know if that says a lot about the western conference or what it says about the eastern conference or if it just says that vegas is not the same team they were last year and two years ago and the year before that um but i think that it tells an interesting story um they're not good and you can no. put whatever blame on injuries, this, this, and that. But I mean, it is kind ever of... since Eichel came back to the lineup. I think they're four, eight, and one, or something like that. Something along those lines. It it it, it is kind of interesting to look though at the the two conferences because like Calgary leads the the Pacific and they're considered world beaters, right? Um, and they like like Boston's a really good team, but um. Calgary at 79 points and leading the Pacific, they would be the first wild card in the Eastern Conference. Hmm. So it's 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 interesting to look at this stuff. Um and I guess maybe there's a gap between conferences, but uh um just comparing those teams. So one team might be a perceived powerhouse in on one side of North America, but not on the other side. They're just another team mm-hmm. on the other side. Mm-hmm. If the draft were today, the Sabres would have the sixth overall pick going into the draft lottery, the 17th overall pick from mm-hmm. Vegas, and the 30th pick from the Panthers, and their second-round pick would be 38th. So four picks in the top 38 is not too shabby. Something I want to throw in here, uh, a bit off topic, but I, we're about a week away from spring 
I don't know if spring starts on the 20th or the 21st or 23rd. It might be winter that starts on the 23rd of December or November. November? I don't know. Uh, but anywho, uh, because of that break that the NHL took in their schedule and, and probably because of COVID, uh, you know, postponements and just – I mean, I mean, just in general, the NHL has played less games than the NBA so far. So this is going to be a rare year where I'm pretty sure the NBA playoffs will start before hmm. the NHL playoffs. They usually start about the same time, right? Uh, normally, like, um, a week or two apart, oh, okay. maybe a week apart. But, um, like, I'm looking, the Miami Heat have played 69 games, whereas... The most games played by an NHL team this year is 61. I think, I think the Sabres have 22 games left, right? Something like that. Uh, 22 games, yeah. All right. We're almost at the finish line. This is good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, before we branch out here, I just, I'm just i looking at the draft board. The Coyotes slotted to pick second, 31st, 32nd. The 31st pick, of course, from the Christian Dvorak trade. 32nd from the Darcy Kemper trade. They have the third, their own second round picks, 34th. They have the 36th pick for taking on Shane Gossespierre, who's having a good year. The 42nd pick from the Andrew Ladd trade. The 43rd pick for the Aiden Hill trade. Hmm. And the 47th pick from the Oliver Ekman Larson trade. That's unbelievable. Oh, man. And going back to the Shane Gosses bear trade, the Flyers dumping off essentially a first-round pick, very high second-round pick, yeah. to dump Gosses bear off their roster just so they can get Rasmus Ristolainen, who they just gave a five-year extension to. I think we might have found a front office that is more clueless than the Sabres. Oh, for sure. Well, I don't think the Sabres are in the clueless category. No, anymore. I know. I know. I am feeling uh, it, it was nice to see Kevin Adams. You know, they had the video of all the guys. We haven't even talked about the outdoor game yet. Um, of all the guys walking by the camera and um, saying their little their little things. Uh, and Kevin Adams with his family, and he was smiling. And it was so odd to see an executive you know, with the boys, with the locker room, yeah, with the guys uh, around him and smiling and cracking a joke at the camera. So there's some cohesiveness here. Terry was at the game. Yeah, he was, and he went to go give Dylan Cousins a nice pat on the back. Yeah. When, and I love jam player. I loved when Cousins got ejected from the game. Mm-hmm. Uh was it yeah, let's bunting? talk about the let's was talk it, about the game. Was it Bunting? Yeah. Yes. Got yeah, it was Bunting. Bunting did the long walk of shame, yeah. but Cousins stayed behind. Mm-hmm. He stayed by the glass to watch the game and go celebrate with his teammates. Mm-hmm. Like, man, there's there's a culture being built here. There is. There really is. It, you saw stuck. you saw the tweet where after the the Vegas game where everyone's clapping. They're all looking yeah. like they're having yes. a great time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have we ever seen anything like that? I'm getting no. chills talking about I know. this right now. Next like, year, I truly feel next year can be a – they can contend for a playoff spot. I'm I, telling I, you. You this... play like these last two games oh. like you have. They're capable of it. They are capable they're of it. They're showing. They're, you... It's against good teams. Yes. They did get throttled against Florida. But right. they're showing that they can, they can hang with any team mm-hmm. besides Florida. Yeah. 
But, I mean, they beat Tampa 5-1 at the start of the year. Tampa was struggling, but still, you beat Tampa 5-1. Uh, you, like, you, it's coming together. Yes. You get some some other NHL, real NHL players in free agency, okay? I don't care if that's a Kelly Yarncrook, someone of that level, right? A guy that comes in, gives you 40 points, or a cap, like a cap goals. dump who is capable, like James Van Riemsdyk, something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, another veteran guy too, yeah. a net front guy that Dustin can. Brown. Yeah, yeah, a, a guy that can do what Sam Reinhart, a bit of what mm-hmm. Sam Reinhart used to do. Uh, but like, you know, you bring in a few more guys in the off season. Maybe Quinn is here next year. He will be. Here. Maybe Paterka's here next year. Um, Owen Power will be here. There will be two different goalies. Unless Craig Anderson, I'd love uh, to have him back. You know back. what? Uh, he he plays well. He does. And he did just get his 300th win, and that tribute after the game was very nice as well. Oh, man, we're going all over the place. We're so excited about this team. But did you see the uh, press conference with Peyton Krebs and Craig Anderson? No, I didn't I didn't listen to oh, it. Oh, my God. Uh, a reporter asked them, uh, like, what do you – something along the lines of, like, what do you think led to, you know um, – the performance today and they looked at each other and laughed and were like like do you want to take it do you want to take it so Peyton Krebs Peyton Krebs took it and he went like oh and then Craig Anderson put his like hands over his mouth and he said good goaltending wow <laughs> and uh, everyone laughed oh, I <laughs> love Craig Anderson Craig Anderson's the best he's a great guy I, I don't know if I mentioned this on the last podcast or not but I've always thought, even when this in 2015, when the Sabers were like, "Oh, who's our goalie? What are we gonna do?" Mm-hmm. I always thought Craig Anderson should Listen, be, should have been the guy they traded for. Probably I'm going wouldn't to have stand up. A first round pick. I'm gonna stand up right been now. A great addition. I'm gonna stand up right Standing. now. The playoffs last year, okay, when the Capitals had their goalie crisis. Mm-hmm. What did I say? I said. Craig Anderson is not to be taken as a joke. This. He's 40 years old, but he is an NHL caliber goaltender I still. This. He has been playing at a high level. Even the year before that, he was a starter. Craig Anderson has never been a joke in this league. And I I feel so uh, vindicated seeing him perform so well. I'm not afraid to say Craig Anderson is the best Sabres goaltender since Ryan Miller. He, I'm not afraid. Craig Anderson is going <laughs> to be the most beloved one-year Sabre that has ever played. <laughs> I think I'm trying to love think. this guy. He's going to love Buffalo, too. He's going to remember Buffalo as one of the finest places he's ever played. He got his 300th win here. That really, It really sucks that he got hurt and missed it so does. much time. Yeah. Um, I don't Because he has a winning record. Yeah, the team has plays better with him. <laughs> uh I and don't think things, his save percentage. Things is very really good, but... went off the rails when he got hurt, too. So, as they did last year when Allmark got hurt, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, saying that Craig Anderson's the best, I don't want to take pot shots at Linus Allmark or anything. He, Allmark was good, but injured all the time, you know. But going back to the culture thing, like you can tell the guys love each other. Like it's a close group, and like they're really they're talking about it. Like this is a close group. They came in with the the basketball jerseys, the Flint Tropics <laughs> to the um, to the game. That was semi-pro. hilarious. Mm-hmm. That was hilarious. Too bad they didn't have Will Ferrell singing "Love Me Sexy." It was great, and you know, are they a great hockey team? No. Are they a good hockey team? No. But are they getting there? Yeah. I tweeted this 
about a month ago. They're not a, they're I feel like they're not a bad team. <laughs> like they just kind of like they've got some holes to figure yeah, out. I say like, I would say they're like 70 to 75% complete. Yeah. Like I love John Hayden. He does his job. Mm. Oh, I love John Johnny Hades. That's yeah, let's go. John I'm, Hayden, I'm a hater. I I like John Hayden. Mm. I'd probably extend him if mm. I were Kevin Adams. He but, is a hard freaking worker. But if John kid. Hayden's in your lineup every night, you probably got a problem. Cody Eakin is a funny guy. Oh, we didn't even talk about him rolling his neck at Eichel. Did you see that? No. Oh my god. What? <laughs> did he do the neck roll? Yes, he did. <laughs> I can't believe you missed this. Oh Hold on. man, my okay. We're gonna get Luke's live reaction oh, my to God. Cody Egan rolling his neck at Jack Eichel during the game. So more people know about the Jack Eichel neck roll during interview thing, during interviews. Is that what this is? Where he's Hold like, on. oh well, um, you know, uh, oh my God, hang on, or did he do it to mock his neck? Like, I think he did it to mock his neck. Here it is. Oh, oh my God! Oh, Cody Eakin, you dirty dog! Oh my God! Cody Eakin won me over with that. Um, and also he was the one who allegedly came up with the idea of the the group that, dressing. That is, you don't see savagery like that. In the NHL, often maybe anymore. that's why Jack was so sad after the game. <laughs> oh wow, Cody Eakin, he's gonna—I think Eakin's gonna fetch them a decent return. I think at so. the trade deadline. One more thing about the neck roll thing. <laughs> my 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 two buddies from David Adams—they're twins, they're brothers. Actually, one of them just um, texted me. Uh, shout out, Matt. Uh, when we were just doing stuff, working retail, you know, hanging clothes or whatever, you know, we'd, we'd, we'd make fun of Jack and go, oh, uh, uh, oh, well, you know, and like we do the, the neck rolls, like, oh, uh, if you could hear He's it in my that's voice. That's why his neck was so fragile. <laughs> I know. Maybe he did the damage. Uh, but he, if you ever watched him, he's, you know, moving all around. Uh, so we would always be fun of us or so. Cody Eakin can uh, Cody Eakin can be in my friend's I think Cody Eakin anytime. Th- during last week, I think he earned a lot of brownie points with he the did. fans. He, he did. Not a great hockey player, but you know what? The guy is hilarious. He is. This team is a team in a movie. You it have really is. Cody Eakin, the comic relief. <laughs> you have Alex Tuck, Mark Pesic, the uh, comic relief. Yeah. Alex Tuck, the honest, hardworking man. Blue collar. Blue collar. He wakes up in the morning, mm-hmm. pulls his boots up by the bootstraps, yep. puts his hard hat on. Brings his lunch pail to work, <laughs> kisses the wife goodbye, makes the kids peanut butter and jellies, puts puts two bucks in the gas tank because it's all he can afford <laughs> <laughs> to get to work so he yeah, can provide. Don't we all. Don't we all. I know, I know. It's <laughs> oh my hard God. for all of us. Um, um, yeah, Alex Tuck is great. Everything the guy says, I feel like – Ever since he came around, and is this a coincidence with Jack Eichel going? I don't know, but ever since Tuck arrived, mm-hmm. the culture of this team has just been great. Yeah. And you know what? Like, Jack Quinn, by all accounts, a good young man, respectable person, great guy. He's going to come into this room. I don't know much about J.J. Paterka, 
but like he'll be coming in. Like it seems like they just have good people in the organization, and that's great to see. And the going young back, kids. going back to the clapping, the clapping pictures. I loved it. Get more of this current generation of youth in this room, right? That we need more. We need more of the TikTok generation hockey players. <laughs> well, they're getting three of them. Man, the guys that are June. coming. That's right. The guys that are um, coming into the league now are years younger than us. Right. Scary. I was thinking about this with the the rookie of the year race. I was going to say if you're older than I am, Mm -hmm. I think that's a that's a travesty that you're even involved in the the Calder Trophy discussion. Like uh, Michael Bunting. Yes. Now, okay, here's the thing with the Bunting hit. He was just trying to protect the man who made his career, who saved his career. You know, that's all. I wanted Michael Bunting. He's a really good he, skater. He yeah. uh, he barely played with Arizona last year, but he mm-hmm. had like nine or ten goals in like thirteen games, something like that. Arizona just cannot keep good like young players. They're a developmental league. They are. They <laughs> are the feeder system to the rest of the NHL. That Connor Garland <clears throat> go. Um, Michael Bunting, Jacob Chakrin's gonna go. Mm-hmm. He's hurt now. Right. Uh, I, I feel like he's not gonna get traded. They're asking for, like, four or five first-round pick talent for him. If you're trading him, then, see, like, if 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 you're asking for that much, then you're doing it just to do it. And I don't think, like, Chekrin's the type of guy you got to keep around if you not only want morale for any kind of fan base that you might still have, but if you actually want to have a winner someday, because you, you need a you He's need young, a standard too. defenseman. He's yeah. like, 23, 24. Yeah, like, why... Why trade a guy like that? You're you're not paying anybody except for cap dumps. Like what what's the point? Has he requested a trade? I don't think so. So like why are they even just looking getting into it? they're just getting interest. This is kind of like what I said. I know um Dalene was struggling at the, the the start of the year. And now and he looks fantastic. Since the All-Star game. Yeah. I think going to the All-Star game, no matter how little it means to people like me, pessimist um, maybe even to some players like Nathan McKinnon. I think going to the All-Star game and getting that honor and playing, being in a room with all those guys does did wonders for him. I, he, he's been a different, a completely different player, and it's been since the All-Star game. He rarely makes mistakes anymore, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't see the defensive blunders. He's just so calm. Like, he doesn't look like he's moving super fast, but he's still, like, bobs and weaves around everyone like like in Fralunda yeah like when he was being drafted like it's similar now and it's great to see and he's not doing too much anymore to right. try and like keep the puck in the zone or like years before his first two years in the league we talk on the show about how he's going to the ground trying to make the desperation attempt to keep the puck in the zone mm-hmm. right and and we said these are good mistakes these are fixable mistakes and I think he's done a much better job at that. He's getting down to his knees now more at the blue line to keep pucks in, which I like. Uh, and he hasn't made one of those blunders where um, he just he falls down trying to keep a puck in and mm-hmm. leaves the breakaway going to the other end. And he tried the the between the legs. That's right on the breakaway, which oh, that was been fantastic on outdoor ice. Um, is hard. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, yesterday, overall, pretty good game. They played hard. They whooped them. They played hard, and 
you know what? Like, you can question their talent, but they're playing hard. That's How about great. Vinny Hinnestroza? Vinny Hinnestroza getting um, – who did he take to the ground? Uh, it wasn't Yoki Haru, was it? But I, it, I, it was either Vinny Hinnestroza or Yoki Haru who had uh, somebody in a rear naked choke right in front of the Sabres bench. And, uh, what? A, yeah, what a game for Hinnestroza. That game got chippy. Hinnestroza scored some nice goals. It's nice to see – tension between buffalo and toronto again yeah and matthews with the the cross check to the head of rasmus dalin that's gonna that was absolutely that was ridiculous but he's gonna have a hearing today i believe so we'll see what goes on there if if you get a hearing isn't that typically um at at least a game i bet he'll just get a fine nice little slap on the wrist at least they're they're doing something about it Um, um but yeah they're they look like they're going in the right direction yeah, the, it's good. The Leafs, however, some stuff we could say about them. Uh, goaltending. Goaltending. They should inquire about Craig Anderson. Right. I. If you bring in two goalies, whatever. But as a as a safety measure, if Jack Campbell, I think he's hurt right now. Yeah, I think he's out for like two or three weeks. But his numbers weren't good before that. And somehow he was in the All Star game. I keep um, seeing Flurry connected to <clears throat> Toronto and Chicago's demanding a first round pick in return, which, you know, Mark Andre Flurry's a great goalie. He's had a great career, but in the past five years, Pittsburgh dumped him off to Vegas along with a second round pick, and Chicago got him from Vegas for free. Yeah. And now it's oh, me first round pick for him. Yeah. Well, listen, if I'm Toronto, I do that. Because they, they do have the firepower, but, I mean, you can't score five goals every night to keep up with how right. bad you're. I mean, the Sabres have put ten goals on the Leafs in the last week. Yeah, I'm sure they're looking for a defenseman, too. Mm-hmm. Colin Miller, perhaps. Perhaps. And even before that, the Leafs were in a 10-7 to game. Right, the Detroit game. Yeah, right? like <laughs> they're, they're, they're playing these 1980s shootouts. And um, I don't know. I think that there's change on the horizon there, but uh, I think the goaltending is in their way. And still, it seems like, and we saw this with Matthews at least yesterday, uh, their youth might be easily agitated. Yeah. They, they, they need a guy like Morgan Riley to wrangle the kids in, if you will. I know Riley's young too, but um, – I don't think he's ever lost his cool, but uh, it seems they get frustrated with this losing, um, you know, very easily. They gotta fix what it. happens if they go out in the first round again? They're going to face Tampa or Florida in right. the first round. So <laughs> you got to presume that with this <clears throat> goaltending, Florida might, score, up. Florida might score eight goals a game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's going to be a good series, whatever it is, though. There's going to be a lot of scoring, uh, so I can't wait for that. Shall we get into some questions? Yes. All right. Uh, first of all, make sure you go and follow our Twitter account. It is at CO underscore TCB underscore pod. Uh, if you want to get your questions in, this is how you can be heard. Go give us a follow. First comes from Mike, 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 Mike. Long time Good listener. Good friend of the show. Good friend of the show. Hello, Mike. 
He asks, of the trade bait the Sabres have, what is a realistic return for all, and who fills their spot for the rest of the season? I think I'll start with Hinnestroza, even though I'd like like him to be here. Uh, I think he was hurt for a little while, but um, I think he could get you a third or a second-round pick. Say it's late in the day on the deadline. Teams are desperate, wanting to add. Uh, I don't think that's unrealistic. Yeah, third, he'll get you a fourth third, to a second round. Third, fourth. I don't think. I think a second might be a little much, but I think a third or fourth round pick for Hinnestroza. What about a conditional third? Like a conditional yeah, like third that can turn fourth, into a second. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> uh, but he did miss some time. Uh, mm-hmm. Colin Miller. Uh, you're probably looking at a second or a third round pick. I think yeah. if Miller never got hurt, you're definitely looking at a second round pick. Mm-hmm. Especially from a team like uh, the Rangers or uh, any contender, really, is always going to get an extra defenseman. Uh, who else? Craig Anderson. Uh, You're probably looking at like a fourth or fourth to sixth, something like that. I think so. He could be a very good bargain goalie for a team, uh, whether for depth mm-hmm. or if you're the Leafs. Possibly as a starter. <laughs> oh, you know what? I thought of this. I saw someone say that the Hurricanes were looking for a defenseman. What about Jack Drury for Colin Miller? That'd be that'd be, that'd be fun. fun. Jack Drury and a uh, fourth, something like that. Yeah. Uh, Robert Hag. Fourth. He just screams fifth, fourth or fifth round pick. Yeah. Cody Eakin, I think they're going to get like a third round pick for Cody yeah, Eakin. Yeah, he's he's a great centerman, and that's what will he's fetch him. He's going to win the faceoffs. Mm. Yep, Britain Jam. He beat Jack on. Well, Jack got kicked out of the faceoff circle a lot, but um, in that third period, he won a key faceoff in the defensive zone. So, uh, no, he's always been a good faceoff guy. So. He'll he'll get you something. Uh, Victor Olipson. I don't think he goes, but yeah, I feel I like you're stock... probably looking for a second and a prospect. Yeah. Oh boy. I mean, I think that would be overpaying, but I could. He hasn't playing better lately. He though. has. I could see a team doing it because if a goal scorer catches fire in the playoffs, mm-hmm. then well, he's could... got the tools. I think a big reason for his drop off is injury related, and mm-hmm. also he doesn't have Jack Eichel and Sam Reinhardt feeding him the puck on the power play anymore. Yeah. So maybe some team will see like, oh, you know, he's got the tools. Put him in our situation, he'll do better. Um, I don't think there's any other guy. Like, Will Butcher hasn't played in, like, two months. Right, he I don't be, think he would he get traded anyways. Uh, I don't think they do, like, Middlestat or Yoki Haru, anything like that. No. Not yet, at least. Yeah, I think you're just going to see rentals go for picks and mid-level prospects. Mm-hmm. I, it would be nice to get, a like, a warm body in here, too. Yeah. It's not like Anders Bjork, but like a nice prospect. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Mike, for that. Oh, replacements for the rest of the season. I think you're going to see own power up here mm-hmm. for sure. When does the uh, college season end? Uh, I think the the play, like the conference playoff games should be wrapping up at some point this week, and then the NCAA tournament. Now I wonder after that. So, so we're looking at like two or three more weeks. With the NHL season going uh maybe a week or two longer, maybe that makes it interesting because the typical nine game trial that guys will play so they don't 
burn a year. Mm-hmm. Do you think they'd play power more than that? Uh, for college players, it only takes one game. Uh, so if power plays one game, he burns the first year. Same oh. thing with Ryan Johnson. I think you're going to see Johnson come up here because he has... Do you think they do that still, though? Oh, I think absolutely. Um, I think Johnson, they're definitely going to try and bring him in mm-hmm. and give him at least the game. Uh, because if Johnson goes back next year to Minnesota, that's his senior season, and then you got the the risk of him walking away. Well, knowing that now, that only takes one game. I mean, let's say that's, that's I don't know, five extra games than you'll normally get in an NHL mm-hmm. season. You get a little bit bigger of a sample size right. from the young guys. Um, there's a guy who's giving some team, and it's a good team. Uh, he's a college guy. He was a, he was a third-round pick. Jack McBean. Yeah, yeah. And who drafted him? Minnesota. And he was asking, actually yeah. the third-round pick that Buffalo gave Minnesota in the Jason Pominville and Marcus okay. Mandela trade. Hmm. So there's always a connection there. Um, yeah, uh, other replacements, I think you could see Brett Murray come up. I think you see Jack Quinn, J.J. I'd Paterka. love to see Brett the Threat. I think Sean Malone could be a potential call-up. Lukanen again? will come up if Anderson goes... Uh, yeah. Oh, Mark Pesic. We didn't talk about him. I feel like he doesn't get traded. If I want to keep him around, unless someone's offering like a second round pick for him, I think I hold on to him. While we're while while we're talking about college guys, I was just talking to um a friend yesterday, and he was wondering, and I and I got to think about this too. Is there a shot? Devin Levi can play a game in Buffalo this I year. Absolutely, I was just going to say this. I think Devin Levi will play a game. And do you think Eric Portillo would go to Rochester for a few games? I think Portillo is going back to Michigan. Okay. Although... I didn't know if he was a senior or not. He... he. This is his sophomore season, but... Cal Peterson is in a similar situation... Was in a similar situation as... Portillo is now. Mm-hmm. After being drafted, Peterson played a year in the USHL. Same thing with Portillo. Played three seasons at Notre Dame. Next year is going to be his third season at Michigan. Um, I don't know if the same rules apply, but also because of COVID, I heard oh, last year. year that they get the extra year eligibility. That's so how I football don't, was. I don't think that uh, we need to worry about Portillo becoming a free agent next year. I had a little thought. So if he has an agent, though, it. you bet he's telling them they have this guy named Devin Levi. Yeah, I think if you're going to worry about the Sabres losing a college prospect, it's probably Portillo because yeah. it's similar reasons to Cal Peterson. Like, the Sabres had Allmark. He was their golden boy. They might have had Leonard at the time when Peterson walked. That might have been the same year, though. I'm not sure. But if I'm Eric Portillo, I'm having a good year. I'm going to go be the guy somewhere else because mm-hmm. I'm clearly not the guy here anymore. Mm-hmm. So maybe Portillo is trade bait, but mm-hmm. I think they're not going to come out the same year. I think Levi comes out. He's having a great year, 954 save percentage. He's awesome. So I, I would be shocked if he's not playing at least the game in Buffalo. You know, remember during the tank when the Sabres just stockpiled prospect goalies? Like yeah, Jason sucked. K- Jason Kasdorf and Matt Hackett. Or, uh, <laughs> not Matt Hackett. Was it Matt Hackett? Andre Makarov, Matt Hackett. Makarov was supposed to be, like, the next guy. Yeah, the Russian <laughs> World Junior goalie. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Thanks again, Mike, for that question. Next one on Twitter comes from William. Is this not the most likable team that the Sabres have had in the drought era? 100%. Yeah. I I keep thinking to what you said about the 2004 team. It seems like there's some vibes there. There's good vibes about this team. There really is. And they absolutely look like they're going in the right direction. Mm Mm-hmm. And because we did not have a whole lot of Twitter questions, I did take to Instagram. So Where all of you came through. Yeah, everyone came through. We'll take a few of them. We'll take a few. Uh, I'll, let me pick. Um, but, yeah, let me let me look through here. I think there's a ghost. I think, that, <laughs> yes. I think there's a ghoul in here. There's just a noise coming from that was weird. the back of us. Maybe someone tried coming in and saw there's two uh, awesome radical guys in here recording. A really cool show, and um, uh, no, I, I'm okay with this. I'm trying. I, I'm actually hoping we can pass some time until. A, I know you have plans, but pass a little time until like ten fifty because there's a card store um, uh, in Cheektowaga on Union that I want to go to and see if they have any Batman the Animated Series figures. So, all right, found a question. <laughs> okay, good. No. From Austin. What are expectations for Casey Middlestat next year? And he goes on to say, I'll excuse current results due to injuries. Uh, hopefully play. Don't get hurt. I don't think it's fair to evaluate him this season because it's like he's practically still on a start-of-the-year schedule, yeah. right? I mean, how much time has he had to be on the rink? He's been nursing injuries a lot. So I don't know. Um Go with the old 40-point trick, right? 20 goals, 20 assists. I guess I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I think but... he's going to be playing in the bottom six. Mm-hmm. Maybe he goes back to wing. If he can squeeze out 15 to 20 goals, I think that's a pretty solid win. Still have confidence Is in he him. trade bait, though? Do they try and ship him out to try and get a legitimate I think top so. six forward or right shot D? Yeah. He's feel... absolutely trade bait because Tage Thompson is Tage Thompson now. Yeah. So. I'd feel comfortable doing that yeah um next question from steve was the heritage classic the coming out party for this team and in kevin adams's vision i feel like the vegas game was the coming out party i think mm-hmm. they turned the page into a new era yeah of buffalo sabers hockey yeah yeah there was certainly uh some kind of shift uh in that game but uh the heritage classic was great uh I don't know. I think this whole end of the season here is going to tell us a lot about the vision of this team and where it's headed. Mm-hmm. A good end of the year. I mean, it doesn't mean a lot, but for a team that has been in the doldrums for 11 years now, mm-hmm. I think a good end of the year would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one from Greek O ninety five. Is it playoffs or bust for Granado next year? I don't think so. No, not at all. Not I at think all. it's if they can have a year like Columbus or Detroit next year, mm-hmm. where they're like in it for most of the season, but you know if they don't make it, it's not the end. They of the have world. what I call a busy record, which is like twenty three, twenty two, and five. Yeah. You know, like a lot of wins, a lot of losses, but I think they can do that. Show next some year. growth. Mm-hmm. Have your kids come up and play well. I think that's all you can ask for. Now, the year after, there's some expectations, but we'll right. see about that. Uh, Hockey fits 18. Most underrated player this year. Ooh. Ooh. 
Ooh, I like this one. Great question. And I want to know if his page is about hockey player outfits. <laughs> um, underrated player. Oh, God. Um, listen, I'm a big John Hayden fan. <laughs> it's an outside-the-box choice, but he's the first guy comes to mind. He was also the first guy to come to mind for me, but I'll give another response. Uh, I mean, he does, he does everything. Job. He, he does will job. block a shot. He will fight for you. Um, it's so funny seeing him chirp across the penalty box and be so articulate with how he talks to the guy in the other box and using his hands to talk. I think, though, he is a very hard worker. He's a pretty good skater, too. He's not going to score, but um, listen, you need you need a guy. I don't care how ancient, how archaic this makes me sound. You need a guy to stand up for your teammates. Yeah, and he he fights regularly. He too. does, and he's strong, Yale educated. Yeah, he strong mentally and physically. Um, I'm gonna go with Mark Pesic. Good one. Go yeah, with Mark Pesic. Real good one. It's no coincidence that the team fell apart after Mark Pesic was traded to Florida. <laughs> I know that was the real. All right, that's the last question Don't we're gonna fall. take today. Are you, you got anything else before we sign off? No. All right. We also want to remind you, this show is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Use code TCB when you sign up, and they will match your first deposit up to $100. That is code TCB for Underdog Fantasy. And as always, we appreciate you for listening. We're going to be back next week. Trade deadline's on Monday. We might be recording Tuesday at some point, but we'll figure it out. Uh, Either Monday or Tuesday, hopefully. Ideally, we'll bring a podcast to all of you. Give us a follow on Twitter, JoeTCBNHL, L-V-K-E-T-C-B. And follow our own Twitter account as well so you can get your questions in next time. C-O underscore T-C-B underscore pod. Follow the Charging Buffalo on Twitter and Instagram, at the Charging Buff. Appreciate you all for listening, and we'll see you in the next one.